GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Kellyanne Borge in for Jonathan Scott today. Thanks for joining us. Here's what we're covering. Well, full planning permission has been granted for a mixed-use development at 19 Devil's Tower Road. Residents of the area tell us their concerns on the works in the area. The future of goal-guiding Gibraltar. Ethaniel Jeffries-Moore has won gold at the prestigious European Masters Judo Heavyweight Championship. UK band The Heavy North will be sharing the stage tonight with some local acts. But first, they'll be treating us to an acoustic song a little later on Gibraltar today. Gibraltar today. Uh, Kevin, tell us what would this development uh, consist of? Well, Kelly, Devil's Hill Road, as we know, has been the up and coming area of Gibraltar the last few years, possibly the busiest area in terms of development since the west side, the north area of Gibraltar, the east side, all being developed, all being developed more or less at the same time. 19 Devil's Tower Road, the latest project to receive outline planning permission at the DPC that was held yesterday. It's a mixed-use building, 153 residential units. It'll also incorporate commercial units on the lower level. It's the second time it went to the DPC. The first time it got a sort of approval, but uh, people, uh, the developers were asked to make a number of changes they weren't happy with, um, namely to reduce the height of the building, uh, the, the mass as well, and also a setback because, of course, it's a building which shares a wall with Northview Terrace. We'll be hearing more about that from the tenants themselves, from the residents, um, and they were concerned. So they were asked them um, to set back the lower levels to allow, um, I think it's a, a space of up to six metres now in between the two buildings. For people who might not, that you hear 19 Dells Tower Road, can you pinpoint yes. the location for us this so we is, can see it in our minds? This is the site of the old Coviran supermarket. Those of uh, from yesteryear would, would recognise Peralta Hypermarket there as well. The Sacarello and the Anis I'm showing your well. age now. I know. I'm a week <laughs> away from having a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you have been speaking uh, to people who are, who are concerned about the works yes. in the area. This morning we spoke uh, to William Reeve, one of the neighbours of the lower levels, importantly, of Northview Terrace and he's going to be directly impacted. He shared his experience with us. I'm here on the, uh, the ground floor. I share a wall with the Coveran site. Obviously I'm concerned that once they start demolition then uh, will my walls start to crack? Uh, where will they stop the demolition? Is it going to affect my property at all? And also not just my property but the property next to me and the one next to that all share a wall with the Coveran site. So yeah, there is some concerns. I mean, we went into um, a few of the homes at Northy Terraces. Um, the neighbours opened their doors to us. We went in um, and there is a part of the building which shares the wall with where the new development um, will, will be sited. And literally, if it hadn't been for the new conditions that the building has been subjected to at yesterday's session of the DPC, the neighbours would have been walled in. The neighbours would have literally been walled in. Now, very um, uh, valid concerns there. Uh, neighbours had to leave home as early as 8 in the morning. Importantly, because work started at 8 in the morning, the prep starts at 7 because the builders get there on site earlier. Another, importantly, another of the conditions set at the DPC yesterday was that of working hours. So working hours are being reduced for the periods or the phases of the development, which are perhaps the noisiest and uh, could create the most havoc for neighbours. Which means uh, quieter hours during the day, but also a longer construction time yes, in, in, in the long run. In the weekends, yeah. but then when the development gets going, they're back to regular hours. Okay. Uh, now we also have another clip from Bill, yes, don't we? Yes, because uh, Bill, William Reeve, told us about 
Uh, he, he's a resident of uh, Devil's Tower Road, has been a resident for a number of years. How much it's changed over the years. Since I've been here, the Forbes building's been built. We've now got piling going on just across the road for the new uh, development next door to Philomena House. The tunnel's open, so we've got increased traffic, uh, heavier traffic, noise, pollution. It really needs something doing. Um, the pavements aren't wide enough. Um, we need railings to stop people being pushed into the front of uh, oncoming traffic. And really the road needs beautifying because it's the first view of Gibraltar that many people will see when they come through the tunnel. Very valid points there, Kelly. Mm. I mean, um, it's the up-and-coming area of Gibraltar. We're building. It's busy with development. It needs a bit of work now. Minister Linares importantly did say at yesterday's DPC that there was a holistic plan in place for Devil's Tower Road. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today. Uh, so welcoming now Claire, Fran, who's a leader, and also Isabella and Lauren, who are a guide in Brownie. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Claire, perhaps you can start by maybe just sum up your, your year as commissioner. If you could sum it up in brief, how has it been for you? Yeah, it, it's been a really challenging year, but loads of fun. Um, we've got a really great team in Girl Guiding and everyone really has embraced our program as we do. So it's business as usual, keep going forward. And then with the news that we had in April, you know, um, one of the things that Guiding teaches us is to be resilient as members of our community. And I'm just really proud of the way that our girls and leaders have embraced that and are still showing up for the girls every week. Now, recently, Girl Guiding patron Sir David Steele asked the UK branch again if he would, if they would reconsider their decision to cut ties with Gibraltar. So what's the latest on that? Yeah, um, we've been working very hard together with all the other overseas territories um, to try and find a way forward um, to continue guiding. I mean, we've been very clear from the beginning that Girl Guiding Gibraltar will continue no matter what. So we have a number of options on the table and we're looking for the best one that will fit Gibraltar. Um, we've got a few things that we're waiting on at the moment, um, but we're very hopeful that we'll find a way forward. Um, we've had our our extent, uh, an extension to the 31st of December, so we've got a lot more time now to really sort of nitty, get down to the nitty gritty and sort out the details of how that will look. How will it look? Do you have, I know things are still uncertain at the moment, but, but what does happen when, when those ties are cut, if they're cut? Um, well, really, we're our own charity, so we can continue to operate um, perfectly fine under that. Um, what it would mean for us if we don't con- aren't able to continue under the UK umbrella is perhaps some of the elements of the programme that we can't use, some of the badges that we can't use. But, you know, we'll find a way. There are other ways we can create our own badges. There are other organisations like World Association of Girl Guiding and Girl Scouting which have resources that we can tap into. But ideally, um, we will continue to find a way to have access to the UK resource. Now, if I could just bring uh, you girls in over here, we've got Lauren, who's a guide, and Isabella, who's a brownie. Lauren, perhaps you can start by telling us what does girl guiding mean to you? Uh, to me, girl guiding um, is a very big part of my life. Um, I've been doing, I've been girl guiding since I was a rainbow, and it's it's a fun experience for girls. And you also make loads of new friends and do activities and you learn life skills. And what kind of activities do you do? We do stuff like camping and baking. Sometimes we do like colouring, just fun things. Mm -hmm. What about you, Megan? Uh, Isabella, sorry. Well, I enjoy it in Brownies because like, there's a lot of my friends there and stuff and we always have fun there together. It's a really nice community feel, isn't it, to to the Girl Guiding and Brownies, that you're all part of the same group. Yep. Mm -hmm. What's your favourite thing about it? Um, 
I really like going up the rock, camping in the rock lodge, or maybe baking something in our community. I like going up to rock lodge, and then when we're camping, we do a lot of different activities. Lovely. And Fran, you are a leader. How much of a difference would you say does girl guiding make to the people involved? A massive difference. As, a, as an association, we have a reach across the whole of the community in Gibraltar. Every element of the programme is to develop them in terms of um, life skills in general, but also to build on their confidence. You notice it a lot when girls start in brownies at the age of seven. Sometimes they come in very quiet, very shy. Um, and then by the end of brownies, when they leave at 10, which is my speciality, they are very much more confident. They're used to um, public speaking. We encourage them to work together in groups as individuals to be able to present to the rest of the group. And then obviously we do make a point of all the different sections of Girl Guiding meeting together on a regular basis, whether it be for Founders Day and Thinking Day or for cinema trips where we have special screenings that we put on for them or maybe the Christmas parties that we do where we go bowling or bouldering or you know whatever the theme might be that year, um, even to the point of uh, bringing different units together uh, maybe they're smaller units so we bring them together and they can go camping together so they're always making new friends they get used to um, adapting to different scenarios and situations which again is why they've reacted so positively to the news from um, Girl Guiding UK they've just kind of made their point but they've also you know they know that Girl Guiding will continue in Gibraltar whatever format that takes so they've taken it in their stride they have very much so yeah and you know we'll get through it because that's what Girl Guides do we always do our best and, you know, girls can do anything. They really can. And I think it's just wonderful what you all do. So long may it continue. And we look forward to catching up with you when you have any updates. Thank you so much to Claire, Fran, Isabella and Lauren for joining me today. Gibraltar Today. Daniel Jeffries Moore has won gold at the prestigious European Masters Judo Heavyweight Championship, which took place in Finland. Gibraltar's top judo player faced fierce competition from Polish and Spanish rivals who rank within the world's top 10 heavyweight masters. Nathaniel says the win is a dream come true. Hey, GBC, thank you very much for getting in touch with me. I'm in the airport now in UK, looking forward to go back and get in to see my kids again and my family. Yeah, this was totally unexpected after many months of preparation and coming out of a big injury, I managed to um, pick up the gold, winning both um, the Spanish and the Polish judoka, two very high level judokas. So yeah, I'm very happy with the um, achievement and looking forward to seeing you all very soon. Thank you very much. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today. Liverpool Blues garage rock band The Heavy North are on the rock to perform at the arena tonight. They'll be sharing the stage with local acts Luke Bosano, Leila and Jonathan Bujeja, as well as Cedar. Uh, we've got singer Kenny Stewart and guitarist Jose Ibanez joining me now in the studio. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, welcome to Gibraltar. So Kenny, you are the lead singer? Yeah, yeah try my best. Yeah, um, yeah. And you're, you're missing some bandmates, though. Well, we, we, you say missing. We're not missing them. <laughs> They're not physically here. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. yeah. So, Kenny, you're on vocals. We've got Jose on guitar. Yeah, I'm yeah. on guitar. Uh, we've got Jack playing uh, guitar as well. Andy uh, is on bass. Uh, Mark is on drums. And then Steve Penn is our keyboard player. Uh, and the captain, as we call him. Yeah, yeah, he's the organised one. 
<laughs> so how did the ne- the Heavy North come to be then? How did you guys get together? Uh, me and Jose played in a in another band for about seven, well, so seven or eight years um, prior to starting the Heavy North. Um, and that kind of fizzled out and me and Jose were just really keen to keep going. And um, we we brought uh, Jack, Jack the other guitarist. He joined, um, I think it was last year. Um, but he was from our previous group, um, Steve the Keys player. I know, I've known Steve longer than I've known Jose, I think, since I was about 20-odd, from since I was about 20. Yeah, he was in one of my very first bands, and then um, and Mark just, Jose knew Mark, because Jose's a producer, so he gets musicians coming into his studio. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, I, knew, I knew Andy from work, so yeah, it, it all seemed to work out pretty well, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, everyone really gets on for a change. <laughs> well, I was going to say, when you're writing music together and doing uh, music, I saw your YouTube, you've got lots of really cool music videos, so you mm-hmm. spend a lot of time together. But then how is it once you travel, like in this instance, you're travelling together for a gig, <laughs> do you just get fed up of, of each other at some point? No, or? no, not really. No, we all actually really get on, which is strange, which I'm not used to. I thought someone would well be doing me in by now. <laughs> but, um, but no, we all... Uh, it's we like all a little really family. Get we get on well, and uh, it's like a, you know, like a little holiday together as yes. well. He's the boss. Steve yeah. just bosses us about, doesn't he? Yeah, the organisation. Keeps us one. in check, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah we're, we all get on really well. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Well, you've actually released a song today, haven't you? A new single, it's called Round Again. So what's that about? Um, that's just basically about um, the passing of time and just seeing, like, being a bit fed up of the current situation, like, whether it be, you know, you're not seeing your friends enough, you know, you know, I'm just like fed up with the situation. I just want to get out and feel free again. You know, almost uh, like looking back at your youth kind of thing and, hope, you know, just missing it and wanting to be back in that place, really. Well, Jose, you have brought your guitar. Yes, yes. I've <laughs> been very fortunate today that uh, Jesse lent me this amazing Gibson because uh, I only brought one electric guitar for tonight's show. And you so, have yeah. prepared a, a kind of a toned-down acoustic version yes, of yes. this new single, which yeah. is called Round Again for us. So, Could I say we've never done this before, so this is the first time you're going to hear it. <laughs> There's a first time guitar. for everything, yeah. 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 It's a pleasure that it's on our show, so thank you so much oh, for no that. Problem. Okay, so when you're ready, take it yeah, away. Thank yeah. you very much. From the cold, come on, save me from this situation. Just come around here, we go round again. Go in now, as I'm coming in, like ships in the night, baby. But the ship won't sink. Remember those times that we left until we cried. Remember those times. Remember our eyes were so wide. Just come around here, we go round again. Just come. 
come around here, we go round again, again. so much I, I know uh, one person clapping doesn't sound that impressive but uh, thank you so much that was incredible to see live here in the studio I can only imagine what it's going to sound like tonight oh, yeah. Yeah, with the band. rest of the bandmates yeah, well you're yeah. more than welcome to join us yeah so that's tonight from the arena thank you yeah. so much for joining us that's Kenny and Hossa from the Heavy North uh, tonight at the arena it's free entry as well yeah, so there's entry, no yeah. reason not to yeah. and they'll also be joined by local acts Luke Bosano Leila and Jonathan Bujaja and Cedar that's from the arena tonight free entries thank you so much Enjoy the rest of, of your time in Gibraltar. Thank you, thank you Do you have anything much. else planned for the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we're playing in Estepona tomorrow and then we've got a show in London on Wednesday in Candom. Uh, after that, we've got a festival in Candle, Candle Calling. And our big show on the 1st of December in Liverpool, Camp and Furnace. If anyone wants to travel to Liverpool, uh, we're going to be there doing a big show in a, in a big, big venue. So you know, it's quite fun to hear your your scouser accent oh, just yeah, coming yeah, through yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. there. Hossa. They call me Spouser there, so you know, it's a bit of a mixture. So yeah, with Spouser, first yeah. time I've heard that. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, and all the best with with your future gigs. It sounds like you're jam packed. So yeah, it's great you're making time to come to Gibraltar. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Wayne as well and Future Sounds just to bring us over. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.